Yo. Mr. Brian. Yo, what's up, brother? Sorry, nice. man. I uh I was waiting to, to hear from you. Uh because I know you had a you just finished the class, right? Or a lesson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh so what's good, brother? What's good? Not much, man. Uh I don't have uh Grayson this weekend, so Friday, you know, it's a shitty. Uh, always, uh, yeah, I'm always depressed on Fridays when I don't have them. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Hey, you're depressed. I'm depressed. So we got something in common. <laughs> always, always. Yeah. That's always uh, been a part of our friendship. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> always an underli- underlining uh, level of sadness. Friendship born <laughs> on depression. Yeah. And sadness. Yeah. <clears throat> What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Just work. Working. Uh, I will say, though, as, as bad of a week that I've had, there were two things. Three things. Three things. that. Well, two things that put a smile on my face. <laughs> Okay. And then, and then one thing that I knew would put a smile on my face, and that that first thing was, you know, when I reached out to you and I was like, "Hey, yeah, like, if we can record, you know, Friday, that'd be great." So I was like, "Okay, cool, you're down," and I'm like, "All right, so that'll be something to look forward to for Friday." The other two things that put a smile on my face that I, when I desperately needed it uh, happened on Thursday, yesterday, and I just want to I just want to say I know he will never hear this. And I was thinking of even tweeting it, but I'm like, ah, that's too corny. But I just, I just want to say thank you, John Cena. Thank you for, for, for being in this Peacemaker show that I am loving. Yeah. I watched at the new episode, episode four, uh, yesterday, Thursday. And it was the first time in this, in this week that I actually felt happy and had a smile on my face. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this is... This is nice. This is where I need to be. This is where I want to be. Right. You know? Uh, did you have it happen to uh, check out episode four? I certainly did. Yeah. And, wait, before we get into that. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, that's what this episode is going to be about. Um, I'm sorry you had such a hard week, man. Well, how's your, I mean, how's, how's, how's your week? Yeah. Tell me about you. Uh, my week's all right. Um, work's been pretty good. Uh, making good progress with uh, clients and, um, so that's all good. Uh, picked up a few new clients. That feels nice. And it's with my business. It's always like, at least where I'm at in my business, it's always like, you know, gain a few, lose a few. It's always kind of evening out. So you really have to like, I need to push harder. Like I work very hard, but I, I feel like I, there certainly there must be a better way to utilize my time to gain the ground that I want to gain. Yeah. Um, and that has nothing to do with like how talented I am. I'm very, I'm very, very good at what I do. Uh, but the, on a, from a business standpoint, I, I need to be doing more or more is the wrong word. I don't mean volume, but just quality. I need to do better, um, to get where I want to be and, and put myself in a position that I want to be in. Um, can I ask you, that's all f- can I ask you, so, so how do you get new clients? Like, what is your, what, what, like, how do you put yourself out there to be like, hey, I'm Graham Baker and, you know, I'm the shit. Like, I can teach you martial arts. I can teach you boxing. Uh, I can get you into shape. Like, how do you I feel like, I feel like if I could, if I could deliver even 
just that what you just said i would do i would do a lot better <laughs> I, I just deliver what you do like that's i just yeah, say what you do I, I i don't do that i don't promote myself that's that's like a big problem i have um i'm i'm, I'm looking into hiring somebody to do that for me okay that's smart I'm, yeah. I'm bad at it i'm bad at it. it's a, I, it's a it's a very huge um deficit in my game i'm i'm horrible at self promotion and it's uh it's all just like old emotional trauma shit where I, 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 I struggle doing it. Um, so I don't, so all my work comes from referrals. Um, I reach out every once in a while to like, uh, businesses and, and, you know, show them what I do and, and how I work with other companies and stuff. Um, uh, but that, that's basically it. So pretty much it's all referral based. Um, but I, you know, I get like, I'm not good at social media, but I get a little bit of business from social media um, so yeah, I, I, it's not a strong area for me and I need it to be And I, well, not the social, I don't care about the social media. I don't care where the influx of clients comes from. I just, I need to get better at being proactive and not, you know, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm, 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 I'm like you, I mean, I'm, I'm terrible at promoting my own self, Yeah. which obviously I mean, <laughs> has, bore fruit with the fact that I've, you know, my, my two Marvel misses, it's just hard. It's hard for me to talk about myself. Yeah. Uh, in a positive way, which, yeah. which, which I know probably also stems back from, you know, past traumas that I experienced as a kid. Yeah. I have self-confidence issues. Yeah. I, when you feel that, when you feel that nobody cares about you, it's hard to tell people that they should care about you. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and mean it. You know, it's, totally. So, yeah, I, I feel you on that. Um, I, I think that's part of the trick right there. Like, you don't have to mean it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to believe it yeah. until until you do. Like, I, I think this is like a big part of our connection, too. It's just like we both have that feeling about ourselves that nobody cares about us. But like we also acknowledge like I'm very good at these things and I love doing these things. It's like it, you can you can those run parallel with each other. Yeah. So if somebody wants to talk shop yeah let's do it i I'll, I'll demonstrate to you who i am what i do all that but like for me to approach somebody and just be like hey i'm great here's why no it's hard yeah it's like it's not gonna happen uh you read my resume right <laughs> right <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, all the, I, I, I put it there <laughs> it's all right there yeah. and, he, and even my resume like my resume now is fucking killer Right. Uh, I think I might've told, mentioned it on a previous podcast. Yeah. I don't even remember. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're working with somebody. But, uh, yeah, I was working with someone and worked for this company and they put my resume together and, you know, I, I, I sent my original in, right. And she even told me, she's like, oh, well, this is actually, you know, it's pretty good already. And, and it was, that, it was my first resume that I did myself that got me that first interview with Marvel that went to four rounds, but she definitely helped. And she basically took what I had put on the page, uh, talked to me on the phone a couple times to get more information. And she kind of just, she took what I wrote and basically just kind of rewrote it in a way that I guess is good for, uh, you know, employers. Cause apparently there's all these keywords cause like, yeah. they run, they run all these resumes through like <clears throat> these, uh, systems or whatever, where it's like, these are the things that they wanted that they're looking for. It'll be, it'll be like, they run it through and it'll be flagged. Oh, this is good. Whatever. So she did that for me, which is great. So like even me, like when she finished and I read it and I was like, holy shit, damn, yeah, I did do all this. Right. Wow. Right. 
okay. But that's on the page. But like when asked about it for myself, it's just like, uh, uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just hard for me to put my experience into words in like, uh, yeah. in that sort of setting. Yeah. I can, I can kind of like, I can do it. Like if, if I'm in a conversation with somebody and they're asking me about what I do, I can, I can, I can show them that passion and, and, and cite specific, you know, uh, landmarks and achievements and things like that. I don't have a problem doing that, but I can't go up to somebody and do that. Like I remember I had a client and uh, she was also a friend and she was also like, she's like, well, I, I'm kind of like a business coach on the side and I can, I'll do that for you. It's like, great. So, and a lot of it was like, um, you know, some self analysis stuff to kind of come to terms with like, well, why aren't you doing these things? Yeah. Um, which is always shitty, but necessary. And then after that, I was like, oh, great. That was, that's helpful. Okay. Well now let's like, what do we do with all this information? She's like, well, you know, when you, same thing, well, how do you approach people? It's like, I don't approach, <laughs> I don't approach people. <clears throat> I don't even approach people like just in my personal life. It's just not how I move at all. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Um, yeah. It's like the hood's on. Yeah. I'm looking right where I want to go and that's it. Uh, and she was like, you know, why don't you go into like, as an example, like walk into that uh, health store there and start a conversation with the manager and, and tell them what you do. I was like, fuck no, no, I'm not doing that shit. And she was like, it's, I was like, and it took me a while. Cause like I, I, I wrestled with, okay, okay. She said, I need to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it. And I spent weeks like wrestling with that and going like, she says it's effective, but at the same time, like that's literally not who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So how am I going to be fake telling them how, like my whole thing is like how honest and how, uh, um, no, there's no bullshit when you train with me. Like that's a big part of my, I don't have a brand, but if I did, that's a big part of it. Um, there's no gimmicks. There's no bullshit. I don't say like bullshit platitudes like beast mode and rise and grind and all that nonsense. I don't say that shit. But that is your brand. No, but, and that's it. No nonsense. So how am I, yeah. Yeah. So how am I going to walk in and be like, do you know who I am and what I do? Well, let me tell you who I am and what I do. <laughs> like, how am I going to, that's not who I am. Well, you, like, well, I, you definitely I, don't say it like that. <laughs> that's, you definitely don't start it like that. Look, you're going to shut me down. I'm like a kid at the Apollo and you're booing me. You're bringing out the, the hook. <laughs> look, look, Graham, I, look, I, I've known you for a long time, <laughs> a long time. You yeah. are an incredibly personable person. <laughs> Thank you, man. I think all you have to do, you know, if you, so you just go in, you introduce yourself. Oh, uh, excuse me. I'm, uh, can you point me in the direction of the manager? Sure. And then you just introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Graham Baker. Uh, just wanted to talk to you, let you know that, you know, this is what I, what I do. And that if, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know if, if it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Um, and I know, I and I, and I know you can email. do that. I know you can yeah, do that. Yeah. But it, yes, yes. But it was like, you know, these type of approaches, it, it's, it was more like, uh, these are what motivational speakers do. And I've been around motivational speakers since I was in finance and they're all, it's complete bullshit. It's nonsense. Yeah. They're worthless, completely worthless. Um, no offense to anyone who's a motivational speaker, <laughs> I guess. Like not intentionally. I, 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 obviously I'm offending you, but like, you, you know, your whole profession sucks. Um, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's that, it's that level of cheesiness and, and stuff. And it, it goes against like why I'm doing this in the first place. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, if you want something different, you got to do something different. And I acknowledge that. And it is just trying to get over that hump of like, 
Um, but to do that type of model would would be for specific types of clients. And I've moved in a different direction where it's like, okay, I can, I can approach a different area that I already work. Yeah. Um, and I don't have to do that. And it's also an area that, uh, is less populated by people like me and I'm already there. Like I'm already doing that work and I, I get paid well for it. So it's like, okay, well I, I can net like this, this month I've been really like, okay, let me sit down and write a, a business plan a new business plan of what I want to do, where I want to go, and then how I'm, the steps I'm going to take to get there. But you know, it's it's still stressful while you're trying to run a business and raise a fucking kid and yeah, yeah. With, I can you know. I can only imagine. Um, but hey, you were you were talking about maybe hiring somebody. Um, yeah, and I think that is something you know to look into at the very least. You have any any people in mind, or do you know? I, I, I did like a. I don't know of anything. I did like a just kind of like a cursory look to see what was out there. And I'm not sure exactly. It's, it's hard. Cause like when you look for we like an agent to, or something like, I guess, I guess, I don't know. Like I, 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 okay, well let me look at agencies and see. And then I also looked for just promoters, excuse me. But like a hard part is like, if you look up uh, whatever health and fitness promoters or personal trainer agents or whatever, you're just inundated with so much, bullshit jargon it's hard to understand yeah. what they're actually doing um and that's what i mean like i, I don't i don't want to work with somebody who speaks that way because it's all it's just lies it's like double talk and i'm not interested in that like just tell me exactly what you do and show me that you can do it and then tell me how much it costs okay <laughs> and then like let's let's okay, do it okay so here's the thing any of these you know whether they're agents promoters whatever they're all going to speak if they're if they're worth their shit. They're all going to speak in a language that you don't. Yeah. And, you, and the, but right. no, but here, but listen, but here's the thing, and and that's fine because right. their job is to use their gift of gab and you know right. put out these you know uh, the keywords and languages and all that kind of shit to to get you clients. You yeah. then be your wonderful natural self. And it's it's uh like the promoter they're the uh that's the they're the bait, right? You know right. they're the bait. So it's like whether they're speaking that you know marketing speak whatever the fuck. It's like you want that because yeah. that's the language is going to get you business. And then once the people come to you and they realize that oh my god this guy you know he's fucking he's cool he's nice uh got a good sense of humor he knows his fucking shit. That's you're right. Yeah. So you know it's you're right. Yeah. So so right. don't look at it as you know as that being a negative because like you want that. Let's, let's go back to talking about your problems. See <laughs> <laughs> so the problem with you. <laughs> now you're right, man. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I'll just say you know don't yeah. you know don't don't shy away from that. Yeah, it, it's just it's it's just uh, it's complicated to know like when I'm looking at these people like what do you actually do? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just, like what do you do? I don't understand. Like I you're just saying all these words, but like. They, they don't mean anything. I literally don't understand what you, what you do. But have, have, but you haven't, have you been on the phone with anybody? No, no, yet? no not, not, not yet. Okay. Not yet, but I will. So, I will. so when you do get on the phone or yeah. email, however you choose to communicate, that should be your first question to them. Right. So what do you do? And, and <laughs> right. what do you, and what can you do to help me? Right. And how will you do it? Yeah. It's as simple as I'm that. Actually, 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. A buddy of mine um, sent me a notice for like this company looking for a certain type of uh, boxing coach. Uh, to they're they're like I, I can't say much about it. I had to sign like a NDA, but like yeah. Um, to do a certain thing, and I was like, oh yeah. So I'm I'm submitting something to them. Hopefully that goes somewhere because um, it would be fun and, and like a cool thing. And then and also like extremely lucrative um, if it worked out. So that would be, you know, OK, we'll, we'll see. All yeah. right. So that's something. You know, I'm, I'm, but yes, you're right. I, at some point I need to stop bitching about what these people aren't and just work with what they are and figure. You know, yes, you're you're right. Yeah, because you're the you're the star of it. Right. You're the star. You're the, the, the star. featured I'm attraction. The I'm the star. You're the, you hear that? You're the featured attraction. And, you know, you just need these other guys to, you know, they're the, um, like I said, they're the trailer. They're the bait to just get you, yeah. you know, yeah, the clients. And yeah, yeah, it'll work out. You're right. You're right. But it is going well. Like I said, like, you know, I picked up a few new people this month and that's, that's good. And um, even with, you know, COVID spiking again, things are not necessarily, they're not slowing down for me, which is nice. It's cause I was, I was worried about that's that. Good. That's good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, this whole COVID thing, man. Like I'm dude, I know so many people who have COVID right now. Oh, bro. Like, like I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm in the zone or the mode now where it's, I mean, I'm pretty sure I got it over the holidays. Uh, we're all going to get it. There's no There's no escaping. Yeah. And running from this thing, you know, I got vaccinated, I got boosted. So I'm just like, hey, I'm I'm in this thing. And if they tell me I got to get a fourth shot at some point, I will yeah. I will be there as soon as I can. But I think, you know, it's just it's one of these things where you just like this ain't going away. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you got to keep moving forward and yeah. you just got to protect yourself. And by protect yourself, I mean, just get the vaccination. Anybody who hasn't, you know. You know, my, I don't know, I, you're in peril is what yeah. I'll say. Yeah. I'll say that, like every, all of my friends who have it all vaccinated, all boosted, thankfully, because yeah. like, otherwise they would be in real fucking trouble. Like every, all the horrible kids. And I have a, a bunch of friends who are nurses and they're all telling me the same thing. Like, yeah, it's a fucking war zone here. And it's the people who aren't vaccinated are dying all the time like all the fucking time and or they're just so horribly fucked up and laid out and they're just going through the worst thing they've ever gone through in their life and I'm like yeah shit yeah and the thing also with, with you know with covid is that it definitely attacks it's the people obviously you know the whole thing about people with uh uh pre-existing conditions mm -hmm. underlying issues whether it's you know uh, asthma whatever like if you've got if you're already dealing with an ailment yeah like covid is even worse for you and then and then on top of that, people that are uh, overweight, yep. uh, out of shape. Yep. it's also a it's, you know, especially if you're unvaccinated, it's like one of those things where it's like it's even worse for you then. Of course. You know, so maybe one of the things, you know, for anybody, whether you, you, you know, you're vaccinated or not, it's like at least at the very least, get your body in shape. Yeah. You know, because, you know, if, if you feel like you're carrying extra pounds, more and more pounds than you should. Yeah. You know, be cognizant of that and maybe try to, you know, like I said, take care of yourself, you know, to it's it's, it's yeah, that, that's what's so fascinating when you watch uh, not, uh, you know, we don't need to make this episode about uh, 
anti-vaxxers. But when you watch a lot of these anti-vaxxers like rally against vaccines, and obviously it's very logical and whatever, um, talk about, I don't know what's in that and I'm not putting something, I don't know what's in it in my body. And it's like, put down the fucking Cheetos. Tell me what's in those. Tell me what's in the, the meal you ate yesterday. Tell me what's in the meal you're eating right now. You don't know anything about what you're putting in your body ever. Tell me, tell me, tell me what's in that Coca-Cola. That you're, yeah. that you're down in. Yeah. Uh, talk talk to me about toxins while you're smoking or drinking or yeah. eating uh, uh, Cheetos or drinking a Coke. Like you you, ju- you ate things just completely loaded with white sugar and preservatives and pesticides. Don't fucking talk to me about putting bad shit in your body. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's just nuts. It's just nuts. I uh, I'm smart um, enough to realize that I'm not an epidemiologist. I've never gone to school for any sort of uh, medical training. Uh, and so because I haven't, I listen to people right. who have. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's what we're all doing here. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to make a car. So car makers make a car and they tell me this is how it works and this is how you go. Okay. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. They tell me this is what you put in the car to keep it healthy. Great. I'll do that. Doctor says the same thing. I don't know how microphones work. The microphone store tells me this is how they work and let, we're off to the races. Let's do it. That's I don't it. know how anything works. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Do you want to talk about fighting or guitar or working out or uh, nutrition? Yeah. I can have that conversation. <laughs> but like anything else, I'm just taking people's word for it. Uh, yeah. The right people's word. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's. I guess that's the right. The right people's word. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm listening to actual experts on the subject, not fucking Joe Rogan. Yeah, exactly. Tip shit. Um, start a podcast war with fucking Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, like you though, I this week, I or today actually, um, turned on the TV, went to HBO. Because I, th- I was like, oh, yeah, isn't, doesn't Peacemaker come out on Thursdays or something? And, yeah, I watched that episode this uh, this afternoon, just a few hours ago, and was blown away. Yeah. It was a really emotional and amazing episode. I'm, 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 so, this was, so this was the first episode that wasn't directed by James Gunn, but he still wrote it. And, okay. and I think he might have, I mean, I don't know, but maybe he's written this entire uh, show. I knew he wasn't going to direct every episode. Okay. But uh yeah, this had his fingerprints all over it just with the script. And uh and you're right. I mean, this this episode was fantastic. This might have been my favorite episode that they've done uh thus far. And and it's just amazing how they've taken this character of Peacemaker. And we talked about it when we t- reviewed the first 3 and how and we even stated like they've they've made this character who should just, you know, it's kind of a loathsome character on the surface, mm-hmm. but they've given him so much depth in like these three episodes and now four yeah. and how you sympathize with him. And episode four really just yeah. cranked that to a level yeah. that I wasn't uh, expecting, you know, I mean, it, it goes or alludes to, you know, his past with his father and his brother. And you find out, like, I mean, you obviously know, like, his father is just a horrible monster. Oh. And, of course, like, Peacemaker is just the victim of just, you could put it, like, just horrendous abuse. I mean, you see him being abused as an adult, and you can just, you know, extrapolate, oh, well, as a kid, it must have been literal torture. And and they show you some of that. Yeah. And it's fucking devastating. Robert Patrick is the scariest 
Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. kudos to him and his performance. Like, if I were to, I mean, and, and the thing with Robert Patrick, I mean, the guy who, you know, he was a T-1000 in Terminator 2, didn't speak any lines in that. But even in that movie, and I've always been a fan of his, like when he shows up in movies, and he's always, mm-hmm. you know, have these, you know, bit parts or whatever, side He roles. was in X-Files, too? Was he in I never watched X-Files. Was he in that? What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, after Duchovny left, he was, he was in it. Oh, okay. But, yeah. I mean... I mean, we all should have seen, in, you know, in, in, in T2, like how good of an actor he was without saying a single line, like his facial expressions, like what he, like his body language. Yeah. I mean, that's acting in of itself. Seeing him in this, like, he's terrifying. Yeah. Um, as, you know, Peacemaker's dad, a the white, white dragon, the white dragon, a white supremacist who, to your point and what you just described, basically just tortured and victimized John Cena's character of Peacemaker, who we find out his name is Chris. I don't know if that if this was the first episode where they talked, they yeah, said his, his real weird. first name. And yeah, he, Peacemaker, is a victim. Yeah, He's as much a victim as as, you know, the people that he's out there killing, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, his upbringing was fucking torturous. And yeah. You know, you get a, you get a like I said, they don't go full into it, but they, they show enough in this episode of him as a kid, you know, with his father uh, to where you just look at this. And, yeah, it was like, man, I went from laughing a lot to this to then a couple minutes later, just feeling this sympathy and this gut wrenching pain for for him, for his character and how yeah. he came up or grew up. And I was like, wow, like the way the show handles the levity, the violence, the drama, and it all meshes so well. I agree. And, you know, we, we made the comparison last week and it's just, and, you know, we'll bring, and, it, and it's by no way like to diminish what they're doing with Peacemaker, but it is, I mean, it is their, their version of Deadpool. Like, cause that's what Deadpool does. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's fucking hilarious and really rude and brash and also extremely heartfelt and emotional. It's all of these things. And it doesn't like flip flop. It just, we it just blends in between them like and they can be both at the same time or you know many things at the same time and and this show's doing that too like there, there's a moment in this show i mean we're gonna spoiler alert like they're doing a flashback and it's peacemaker as a child and his dad and his dad brings him into a room rocking a crazy a mullet too by the way robert patrick really, got this crazy really mullet. intense yeah. really intense mullet i was like and, whoa uh, that's a character walks, in of itself. <laughs> walks the kid into a room and there's a man tied to a chair and he makes him, he makes his son, young peacemaker, kill that man. Yeah. And his dad is like smiling and like, yeah, good job, son. And it's like, you realize like how horrible it is. And then you find out he has a brother who dies, you know, somehow, we don't exactly yeah. know how. It looks like there's like maybe a fight plus drugs or I don't know, something. Yeah, it looked like he was having a... Maybe like a, a some sort of seizure, overdose. yeah, something like that. Yeah, but he was like, yeah, he was like foaming. There was something else happening. It, yeah, but it looked like there was a fight. Like he had a b- bloody nose. Like my, my, I'm guessing he made the brothers fight. Yeah, that's then, that's, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, and then the brother has epilepsy or something and had a seizure or yeah. whatever. But like it's intense. Like there's a part in the show where the Robert Patrick is in jail. John Cena goes to see him. And Robert Patrick is like, I've never loved you. I've never liked you. I've always hated you. Like, 
it's heartbreaking. It is. It is like that scene was crushing, man. Yeah. Um. It, and, and and even the you know the moments leading up to that uh, conversation with his dad because he's out. He uh, pronouns. Uh, John Cena, Peacemaker, is out front of the station, and out of Bayou, the, yeah. the chick from you know Tasty, Tasty. from Orange Is New Black. She's trying to talk him down, saying, no, you know, don't go in there. Don't see him. And she's telling him what a horrible person, you know, his dad is. And the thing is, like, he knows. Yeah. Like, Peacemaker, Chris, he knows. But it, it's still his father. And he's like, I got to go in there and talk to him. You know, I got to talk to him because, you know, they come to find out. Like, he find, uh, Peacemaker finds out that, you know, it was the people that he's working with, John uh What's his last name? In Campos or whatever the fuck the the, the tech guy, yeah, set set his dad up, and so Peacemaker finds out and he's livid, so he wants to go in and you know let his dad know that hey, I'm going to take care of this, and she's telling him don't go in there, like you don't need to talk to him, you know we'll take care of it on our end, but he's like up, and she's telling him what a horrible man his father is, but he's still like, and you can see in his face, it's like, but he's still my he's my dad. He's still my my father, and I gotta go in there. And the thing with John Cena's performance, and is that, it, like, so you mentioned, you know, the scene where the young peacemaker is forced to kill that man tied up to that chair. And in that scene, he looks like that kid looks to be no more than like 12, yeah. 11, 12 years old. Like this is the young yeah. Yeah. kid. He's a baby, and he's stabbing this man in the gut with this knife that his dad gives him and he's crying. And for me, the way that John Cena is playing his character, I mean, as much, you know, like I said, he like, he's very, he's all surface yeah. in terms of, he says what's on his mind. He's crass. He's all this. He is a, an adult male jacked beyond belief, but in, but inside he's still that same little boy. Totally. That was, you know, that killed that man. It's like, like he feels stunted. Yeah. You know, uh, of course, you know, he grew up out of that, but he's like mentally, he's still that same little boy who just yeah. wants nothing more than, you know, to please his he father. He wants his dad to love he him. Wants yeah, his dad, he wants yeah. his dad to love him. And they, they, they kind of speak to it where Adebayo mentions that like she read Peacemaker's file and she knows what his dad did to him. And you can see Peacemaker John Cena being like, I don't. I don't really know what that doesn't mean anything to me. And then later he goes to the bar and finds Harcourt Harcourt. And, uh, he asks like, what, what, what was in my file? So it's clear, like he's blocked all that shit out yeah. and he's not, he's not consciously accessing any of it. Um, and so she tells him like, your dad trained you to be a killer. You had a brother, he died. It has something to do with you. With you yeah. And then, and, and then that's, you know, late, then it cuts to John Cena laying on the floor and he's crying. He's holding a picture of him and his brother as kids. And you're having this flashback of like a fight where his brother is foaming at the mouth and dying, apparently. Um, yeah. And it's, it feels like in this episode, like John Cena, I mean, t I really got to give him his fucking credit, man. He, he's being an actor, yeah. like an actual, like an actor. Like, he's not. He's not playing the character like I'm just this tough character guy. He's like what a, like a good actor is like their character is who they are with a history yeah. and, and they're they're operating based on that history like we all do in our actual lives. And that's why that's like the difference between a good actor and like a whatever actor. And he, he's fucking he's he's yeah. doing that. Um, yeah, 
And it's really amazing. I, he hasn't been acting that long and he's doing really yeah, I'm, great. I'm really just impressed with his range. I mean, and, and, yeah. and like this episode really, like you see it all from the, the physical uh, aspect of his performance, but with his fight with Judo Master to some of the levity that he has with uh, uh, Vigilante, who we got to talk about later. I love, I love Vigilante. He, the yeah, conversation they amazing. have about uh, the duck wearing the, if it yeah. walks like a duck, it yeah. talks like a duck at the duck. And then they go into, well, it, well, what if the, something about a duck wearing a, 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 wearing human, a human suit? A human suit. suit. Yeah. They're, they're different. The yeah. sizes are incompatible. It's, it's like, like the comedy is there that he has. But then at the same time, like, you know, you get these emotional scenes with him, you know, basically like coming to terms with these repressed memories or just memories that he just are things that he just has chosen not to think about. You know, in yeah. terms of his brother and all that, like th that scene you described where he's in his trailer in his house and he's just drinking, smoking weed and he's just rocking out to his to his albums and, you know, collapses. And he's like clutching that picture of him and his brother when they were kids. And the thing is, it's it's gut wrenching. And, yeah. you know, and it, like he sells it like his performance, like I, I it's all on his face. Like I, I was like, fuck, man. He's really doing yeah. a good job. And uh, yeah, and, you know, th this whole episode, episode four, the first three episodes, it's it's just like, go, 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 smash things, make jokes like it, it's very I mean, how it should be. It's they're opening yeah. this, the show. And then this episode, they're dealing with the repercussions of the things they just did in this mission that they just where they killed these people, these uh, butterflies. But they're all yeah. dealing with it like, I mean, primarily John Cena uh, or you know, Peacemaker, Adebayo and Harcourt, like they're dealing with it the most because they were the ones that had to do the most shit. And like Adebayo's struggling, like she didn't kill the guy when she should have killed the guy to, you know, pr protect Yeah, the guy who turned out not to be a butterfly. Who was protecting right, the, the yeah, agent. Who was protecting or, yeah. the, what, what was he, like a the, senator or something like that? Bodyguard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and even that, like, that was a really good conversation, too, because, you know, Harcourt is basically saying, it's like, look, you know, this is the job. Now, what was what was harder for him? Him, those those moments of you agonizing over whether or not to kill him, like that was torture for him versus just pulling the trigger. Like that's that that's the the uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? Hum the humane, humane thing to do. Humane. Instead, you kept this guy alive longer than he should. He's telling you about his family, like he's begging for his life. And then the trigger's pulled, you know, right. and like even that conversation, just like, God damn, my God, I mean, she's, she's yeah. as cold blooded as, as it is. She's right. You know, if the result is going to be the same, yeah. like the end result is the same. It doesn't matter. It, this guy's going to die. 100% he's going to die. Yeah. Do you want to drag it out and make him his last it's agonizing? Like, yeah. So terrifying. And agonizing. yeah. So she's struggling with that. Harcourt is struggling with like being because she's like been thrust into like this teacher mom role, which is like clearly she doesn't want to be that. She has to be a mom to John Cena. Now she's got to be a mom to Adebayo and like teach them how to do this job, which clearly like she doesn't like love to do. She just does it. She's good, she's at, good it, yeah. at it. But she has regrets. She doesn't like being a murderer, but she is. And like so you see her struggling with that. You see, and then like Adebayo peacemaker and judo master are fighting judo master escapes peacemaker and judo master are fighting it's a very it funny is. fight it's a great fight and then right when john cena's about to get him autobio from off screen shoots right him. as he says he tells john cena's character he tells peacemaker he's like look you're basically he he implies that you know what you think you know about these butterflies 
it's not what you think. And before he can get further into it, Adebayo shoots him. Which is obvious. You know, she's a double agent. So it's like she's working for her mom, Amanda Waller, with uh, apparently, you know, a a directive of like, don't let anybody know what's actually going on. So she kills Judo Master just as he's about to spill the beans. Or she she thinks Um, that she kills him. Because I was thinking that too. I'm like, he ain't dead. That's got to be some Kevlar on that suit or something. And he's such a great character. And then they go in, and again, it's like, oh, fuck, he died. And you like this character. And then John Cena's like martial artists can yeah. move their kidney up to their heart so their yeah. heart doesn't need yeah. to work. <laughs> and he's so stone-faced about it, too, because out of body, he's like, no, no one's ever done that. And he was just like, no, yeah, no. He's like, no, no. The masters. It, the and masters and love, can do it. And I love how, like, like yeah. <laughs> and I love how, like, all people who are full of shit do that. They'll start with a grandiose claim. He's like, no, they can all do it. She's like, no, nobody's ever done it. He's like, no, three it's times. like three times. She's like, it's never happened. He's like, no, no, like one or two <laughs> times. That's for sure. I'm like, which is like what people who are full of shit, they just keep bringing yeah. it down until you're comfortable with their lie. It's so and it was, good, and it was funny, too, because um, after, after she shot Judo Master, like the look on, his, on, on John Cena's face, on Peacemaker's face, he was so sad. He was like, I was going to win yeah. that fight. I wanted, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get... My revenge, you know, my... His, yeah, he was like, that, that would have been my redemption. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you took that from me. And he was, he's like, again, he was like a little kid. He's like, oh, yeah. oh, I wanted that. Yeah. I had him. Yeah. And, and, you're, and you're absolutely right. Like, he's always been playing it like a big dopey kid. And, you know, in the movie and then in the first three episodes, you're kind of led to believe that he's just a big dopey kid. But like, like to your credit, what you said... That like no no he he's emotionally stunted because of severe yeah. trauma, and th- that's more of why he's a little kid. Like yes, I mean he's a dopey guy, but like he's stunted because like of just horrific, like unimaginable trauma. Um, and but it comes out in these like really amazingly funny ways yeah. of you know that that the martial arts. You know when you're a kid and you would say like. You know, when you get a black belt, you have to register leave your the hands weapons, and yeah. the weapons. And, yeah. <laughs> like, sh- like shit yeah, kids. Yeah, absolutely. That's not true. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so Vigilante, man. Vigilante May- is maybe awesome. the He's the breakout character yeah. of the show, man. Uh, he's quickly has become one of my favorites on this show. Yeah. And, and like, you yeah. know, I look, the scenes with him and Peacemaker on this episode were all fucking golden. Uh, like I said, man, they got they got buddy cop uh, relationships with every pairing of characters. It doesn't matter, like whoever, whatever two you're gonna put together, they're yeah. gonna be the buddy cops. And I've never seen anything <laughs> like it, and it's fucking yeah. great. It's fucking me, great. Me, okay, so so I, I watched this episode twice. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, I can't tell you the biggest smile that I had on my face watching this episode. Which is funny because like we were talking about the you know how how kind of heavy this episode got, but at the same time like the comedy on it was 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 swung in just that opposite direction. When he when when Adebayo basically tries to persuade Vigilante to get himself locked up so he can go kill uh, the White Dragon, Peacemaker's dad. Yeah, and so you see like the light bulb go up over his head, like oh, if I kill the dad, that'll be a good thing. And so, and so right. there's this. So everybody, if you, uh, I'm, I'm spoiled. But you already said spoiler alert. But yeah, but yeah, there is this scene where. Uh, wait, are, are you going to talk uh, when he sits no, down no, at the table? No, no, no. The the, the okay. scene that I'm talking okay. about is when how he gets himself locked up. So he goes oh. to the back of the jail, 
yeah. all these guards, it's like, uh, you know, they're sitting outside on like these pic, like, yeah, like eating area. area, like picnic tables or whatever. These wooden benches. So there's got to be at least, I don't know, 10 guards out there just having their lunch. And in this in this fielded area, you know, again, it's right next to the to the jail. And you see Vigilante kind of just stroll casually as these guys are all having their lunch. And there's a trash can, like a metal, like a trash can, but like the metal frame, <laughs> like you see at bike parks and whatever. And it's like right in the middle of yeah. this area. And he casually goes and starts lifting up this trash can. And it's heavy. So he's got to drag it. And he's dragging it. <laughs> and just the way that it shot, because again, I saw this twice. And the first time I was busting up, I watched it again. And like the the reaction of the guards is fucking priceless. Yeah. Because they they're all just like stunned. They, like, yeah, but but what? but it's like Wait, how what? they like they they don't notice him really at all until he gets yeah. Yeah. to the trash can and they, you know, they hear him or something like he's dragging it. And they casually all just kind of stop what they're doing they kind of look but they're still eating and he's dragging it a vigilante is dragging this trash can up close to like where a window is and he gets closer and like all the cops they kind of just okay at this point now that they put their their forks down and everything they're just kind of looking like huh no one's moving though and then and then vigilante like he he gets close he gets the trash can close to the window bends down and he picks it up <laughs> and it's like, and like he picks it up and he just swings it into the glass, shatters the glass. And at this point, all the cops, they, they pop up, pull their guns on him. And it probably doesn't sound funny for me just uh, explaining it because it's one of those scenes where you're like, OK, well, I think I know what he's going to do. I mean, you, you know, he's trying to get arrested. Yeah. But the yeah. way like it plays out exactly how you think it's going to play out. Yeah. But in watching it. I don't know. I don't know why it just made me laugh so much because I was maybe expecting something. No, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. At first, I thought like, oh, maybe he's going to try to just bust into the jail or the prison and just kill the dad or grab him or whatever. Like, you didn't. You don't expect it. Like when it initially starts, you don't expect it to be so dumb. (laughs) But it's just so dumb. It's it's exactly what you think. (laughs) It just picks up a trash can and. Throws it at a window. And at first I'm thinking to myself, okay, he's going to he's gonna throw it in the window, but the window's not going to crack. Like something is going to go right. off the way that I'm obviously expecting this to go based on the yeah. based on what's happening. Yeah. But no, it just goes exactly as you would think. And I don't know. It was, it was so funny because so the cops were just looking at him and like, huh? And I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I popped. I popped from that. No, yeah, it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And then and then like I think one of my favorite scenes or at least lines of dialogue in the series so far. Vigilante's in jail now and uh he's is his first time walking out to like the eating area and he sees in the corner Robert Patrick the white dragon and then with like his three Nazi cronies. And he sits down. Yeah. I, I want to play the scene, uh, so I want everybody to hear yeah, it because it's, it's just dialogue. Yeah, so it doesn't, and then great. it's so good. So hold, let me share the screen real quick. Um, share sound. Yeah. All right. Can you see that? <laughs> can you hear it? Hey, what's up, fellas? But you toads seem like the coolest guys in this place. So I was thinking, you know, like we should get to know each other. 
What? Let's pick a topic, and then everyone goes round in a circle and says their feelings on that topic. Let's start with, uh, I don't know. Let's each say something that we're grateful for that black people have contributed to American culture. <laughs> Is this too joking? <laughs> no. Hey, look, I'll go first. Yeah, he's I'm talking to Nazis. Black people gave us rock and roll music. <laughs> Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top, 38 Special. All those guys owe everything to black American folk and blues musicians. I mean, they wouldn't exist without them. And then white redneck music would just sound like, well, what it sounded like before black people, which was the wet, sloppy sounds of fucking your sister. <laughs> so that's my turn. Which one of you dumb sister fucking tiki torch carrying sloth from the Goonies looking pieces of shit wants to go next? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? You're first? Cool. Okay, wait, no, let me guess. Your favorite contribution to black American culture was all the black guys who fucked your mom in the ass while you watched from the closet jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I, I love this scene, too. And, and so okay, good. so. It's, and then, yeah, Vigilante proceeds to to whoop their asses. All three of all them. All three of them. He fucks, he fucks them up, up bad. bad. And I watched yeah. that because at first when the fight started, I'm like, oh, man, this, he's going to get his fucking ass destroyed. Because I was like, yeah. This was the first time you really get a chance to see him in action, for reals. Because right. I, I know that he fought Judo Master. What was it episode three when he showed up? But I don't remember yeah. him really showing a whole lot because I think he got taken out pretty quick. Yeah, he got kicked. Yeah, like a yeah. Mile away. So I wasn't sure yeah. how good he was at fighting. And then this scene, it's like, oh, okay, he can handle himself because he easily takes care of these three fucking yeah. Nazis. And then. Robert Patrick, yeah. he tries to, like, Vigilante tries to goad Robert Patrick into a fight because he wants to kill him. But Robert Patrick's character, the White Dragon, he's like, no, I know what you're trying to do. Uh, there's cameras everywhere. These these idiots instigated a fight with you, so I'm not touching you. Like, I'm not going to be the one. And then by that yeah. point, the guards come in. Yeah. They, you know, handle the situation and all that. And then and then he comes to find out, like, Vigilante tells him as they're being handcuffed and taken away that uh, you're a terrible dad. And then Robert Patrick's like, yeah. oh, my son's trying to kill I me. It. I need to talk to the detective. Yeah. Give me out. I need to talk to the detective. You know, the, just his delivery was so good. Like, he's just so, again, it's very Deadpool. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, what's going on? Like, he's I'm so going to fucking murder about you. about the whole thing. So <laughs> affable. But, like, the you're talking to these Nazis. They hate black people so much. And then what you do is say like, "What's your favorite thing?" <laughs> they that contributed they've done? to society. And then, yeah, and then, and then you you bring up rock and roll because white people love to believe that like white <laughs> people made rock and roll. Which is like, what the fuck? So then, like, you attack them with that, like, yeah, black people invented rock and roll. So you really piss them off. And then you bring up like the whitest, like the the rock bands that like uh, southern people and especially like a lot of white supremacists really like to cling on to are like Leonard Skinnerd, yeah, Leonard Skinnerd. Willie Nelson, like these these type of bands that are from the South, and then you you remind them like they would be nowhere <laughs> without these people that you hate. I was just like fucking blown away yeah. by how good that was. Like, oh, it's so sweet. That's just so yeah. Sweet. That, that scene was fantastic. <laughs> I love that. And you're right, his line delivery with that. And honestly, in credit to the other actors too, because like the yeah. looks on their faces when he's yeah. talking to them, they're just looking like what the like they're shocked. Like, what yeah. the fuck is happening right now? I always I always feel like. I don't bad is is a wrong word, but like I always, it's so conflicting when you're watching an actor, like when they take a role and they're like, okay, you got to play this Nazi, and, you're, and maybe some of them are 
like hell yeah but like most of them are like fuck <laughs> like, yeah because one you're going to be typecast and that's a hard thing to, to wash off but then two like you have to step inside that mind for a minute and it's just got to feel fucking weird yeah it's yeah. just got to feel weird or anybody who plays saw- any kind of bigot in, in a movie or whatever like it's it's got to feel weird you know, and as a brother, like I always feel a certain way when like I see, you know, an actor do that type of role and they're so fucking good at yeah. it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. man, like you're, you're too good at maybe, this, Edward maybe, Norton. Maybe, maybe yeah, exactly. Maybe you like <laughs> Leo, this a Leo too DiCaprio, yeah. you're, you're too, you're too good at this. Yeah. And then I start questioning, it's like, oh, I don't know. But I, but obviously that's no, I actually, I don't know, but, but no. Uh, right. Like if, if we're assuming that they're not, that they're, right. they're not yeah. Nazis, like, yeah. But uh, up until, up until seeing Robert Patrick in this role. I mean, he's really good in this. Yeah, he's good. I mean, Edward Norton is probably still the best uh, actor that I've seen portray a, a racist piece of shit from uh, American History X. Yeah. Uh, he was, really he was terrifying. He was terrifying. So in that scary. Yeah. I so, still so look scary. at him sometimes and I'm like, I still have, you know, flashbacks to him in that. He, I mean, yeah. Stomp. Yeah, that's, that's, that's rough. Yeah. That's rough. But no, that's a great scene. That was a, yeah. So and, good. Uh, so funny. So. Uh, but yeah, and then like afterwards, you know, they, the gang gets him out and he gets picked up by Harcourt and I think she's got a crush on him and he's like kind of crying and he's like, I think I made things worse. And yeah, cause like, you know, vigilante's whole thing is like, he wants to be this superhero, but he's kind of a fuck up and he, he tends to make things worse and you could feel, see like it really, it got to him. I don't know, man, this it's, Four episodes. How many episodes you say they were? Eight. I think. I think there's eight. I think there's eight. So we're halfway. I think, I think that's what I say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This episode just has so much content in it. Like yeah. so much yeah. good shit. Uh. Bef- yeah. Uh. The the scene. Earlier on, like, yeah, earlier on the episode when Peacemaker and Vigilante go to, uh, his dad's house, the White Dragon's house, Robert yeah. Patrick's house, because because you know Peacemaker doesn't even know that his dad's been arrested yet. So he goes to the house. He wants to pick up a new helmet uh, that his dad might have. So he goes there, gets the helmet. That's when they have the conversation about the ducks. All right. And as they're walking out, the next door neighbor, the old man, uh, is standing right there in the middle of the wa- of like his walkway up to the front door. And Peacemaker and the neighbor have this this. Uh, well, the neighbor's trying to have a conversation. Peacemaker's having an argument. Yeah. <laughs> and and they go into the whole thing about. Uh, the neighbor asked him, well, if you're a superhero, like, where's your cadre of, of, of rogue villains? Yeah. Do you have any? And he's like, no. And then the neighbor basically says, well, Batman has a whole bunch of villains and everything. <laughs> and, and that really gets Peacemaker's goat. He's like, well, I don't have any, I don't have a cadre of supervillains because I put them six feet in the fucking ground. And the old like, man is like, well, Batman doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, Batman doesn't kill. And he's like, that's like, because Batman's a pussy. Yeah. And, then, and, then they, and I, I figured you probably must have loved this scene because so then Peacemaker goes into this whole diatribe about, which is true. And I've of heard said a lot of times, it's like, how many people has Batman indirectly killed because he doesn't have the balls to take out the Joker or, or whoever that he just throws back into prison? And so the neighbor and him are having this back and forth and I was just dying. Yeah, so funny. Uh, it was so funny. It was it was hilarious. It was hilarious, and the way that uh, Cena played it, he was so straight yeah. about it. Like in terms of like he really meant this shit. It was like no, 
You know, it was even though it was played for laughs, like his his line delivery was just fantastic. That's the thing that you know, it, it's it's funny where it's like you don't often have the lead in a, a semi comedic role be also the straight man. Like normally, the straight man yeah. is the side character, like you know, Beverly Hills Cop or whatever. Um, it's always you know the the number two is the straight man and the lead is the funny one. Yeah. But this one, they make it where it's like. Everybody around him is is funny, and John Cena is also funny, but he delivers everything pretty much deadpan. I was gonna say he he's deadpan funny, like he's funny, uh, but not on purpose. Yeah. Like the he, things he's that he the things that come out of crack jokes. Yeah, he's yeah. not trying to be funny. Like it's just that the things that he honestly believes and the stuff that comes out of his mouth is so fucking preposterous yeah. <laughs> that everybody around him is just like, what the fuck? It's like. It, it, no, it's it's I I watched the first three episodes again before this one. Oh, uh, okay. O- over I'm the week, over the week, over the week. Not like today, um, but yeah, man. And and it's it's just as enjoyable the second time. It, it holds up. It's you know some things you watch like we've talked about a lot of Marvel films. Like when you watch them the first time, you're like that was great, and you watch it again, and you're like, oh, this isn't very good at all. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, it's just okay. Man. It's just okay. But like this, uh, it definitely holds up. It's so funny, man. Um, and yeah, and just really heartfelt and honest, and I, I'm I'm pretty blown away by it. I don't understand. I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Hawkeye's great, Peacemaker's great. Like, what's what's happening? What's going on? You know, here? like I've I've um, you know, I like I like James Gunn a lot. I haven't seen all of his films. Like honestly, I never saw any of the films he made. Oh, excuse me, with uh, Trauma. Um, Oh, the yeah. Trauma Studios, like right. Trauma and Julia, or Juliet, whatever the fuck that he did with Roger Corman back in the day. I think the first thing that I that I saw that he had directed was this movie called Slither. Oh um, yeah, do you remember that? It yeah. had it's uh, shit. Who was in it? Uh, Pam from The Office was in it, and it was like a creature feature right. type movie, and it was fun. It was really fun. And then of course he does Guardians, and he really kind of blows the fuck up. Um, I like. Actually, I don't like the first Guardians all that much. I love that I like, first one. Yeah, everybody does, right? I liked Guardians. You know, honestly, I, if I can be real, I, I will be real because this is the bomb. The bomb cast yeah. is always real. Like my opinion of that first Guardians is heavily skewed for 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 matters that have nothing to do with the mm. movie. Mm. Um, that movie came out in 2014. Was the same year that my mom passed away. And I saw that movie maybe four or, I don't know, five to six months after the fact. Mm. And so when that movie opened with right. his mom in the hospital, it kind of was too traumatic for me because I was just there. Yeah. And it just like that opening scene has always made it hard for me to kind of go back and and revisit it. That's fair. If I'm being and I'm if I'm being uh, you know completely honest, so maybe it's really good. I don't know. I just really haven't given yeah. it a chance because how it starts. But I loved Guardians too, and I know, mm. ironically enough, most people don't like that one. Yeah. Um, I loved what he did with the Suicide Squad, but this show, this is probably the best thing that I. And again, of what I've seen of James Gunn, yeah, this is my favorite thing that I've seen, and Agreed. we're halfway through. Agreed. You know, yeah. like I, I think he's getting better. And I think that if um, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I know he's doing Guardians three. I don't know what his plans are next. But if if I'm Warner Brothers, you know, D.C., I'm like, whatever we got to do, yeah. we got to lock this guy in like this yeah. guy's too good. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, his writing, 
you know, his directing, like he, I mean, after, after the suicide squad and this, he's certainly now in a position to pick and choose what he wants and, and, and be offered whatever he wants for sure. He's in like the position that, um, you know, other directors get in often when they have, have a run like this. So yeah, I mean, he, he, he would be smart to capitalize (laughs) and just go for broke. Yeah, he's uh he's he's hitting on on all cylinders right now. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm happy for him because again, you know, it wasn't that long ago that he got, you know, uh, yeah, kicked out of Marvel fired, for bullshit. Yeah, fired, you know, by by Disney for some old tweets that some uh, right wing personality, you know, made known again. Yeah, even even though before he had done that, like James Gunn had already gone gone back and had apologized for these past tweets before this whole that whole thing had even yeah. you know and it wasn't even started. that bad i mean it was just it was a poor taste you know whatever yeah they, they, like, yeah, they were poor taste jokes we learn like, we grow like you apologize you move on like that's yeah that's how this shit should work and uh and i'm, I'm glad to see how he's rebounded yeah. um and and then you know just the product that he's putting out there it's like it's clear man and, and, and yeah yeah. Good on. Good for you, uh, Mr. Gunn. Good for you. That was like one of the when I really started respecting Dave Batista a lot more, too, because after James Gunn got fired, Batista was like, I'm not doing any more yeah. of these. If, he, if he's not in it, I'm not in it either. And I was like, Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. I, I respected that, too. Like, he's especially, loyal. For, especially for him, because he was like before Marvel, he was struggling like bad. Yeah. He was in dire straits. And then like so it, if anybody on the team wouldn't do that you would understand if it wasn't him because he had just come out of being broke. So for him to do that, I mean, that's huge. No, it shows he's got integrity. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. He's got integrity and you know, and, and like I said, he's loyal and he he knew the man. It was like, no, this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. this this show, I, I, I can't say enough good things about it. It's so good. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, we spoiled the hell out of this episode and all in one one through four, honestly, between this and the last, was it the last episode we talked last about? Last episode, last yeah. episode. But but yeah, if you're not watching this, please, you know, you need to get on it. Like yeah. this is uh, is definitely worth your time. And like it, you said, if, it, if you it, have it, if you if you've had a shitty week, like <laughs> I had, yeah, you know, at least you know, at least for the next four weeks, there's always Thursday to look forward to and, and the new episode of Peacemaker. It is very comic booky, but you don't need to care about comics at all. It doesn't yeah. play like a Marvel superhero movie. Like it's not, I don't know what exactly that means, but it doesn't play like that, whatever that is. It, there's a quality to those films that this doesn't do, but somehow it's also more comic booky than all of them. I don't quite know how they're pulling it off. I, well, I, you know, I had, I, I had a similar thought about that, about it, but this is like straight out of the fucking they're not like a, a comic book because because peacemaker walks around in his comic everywhere book suit. in his costume and, and i was i was and thinking it is to myself, a hokey yeah. dumb costume they didn't try it's one thing i really appreciated about the suicide squad in particular was like they didn't they made the costumes just look like the costumes yeah I mean, I, i'm not a fan of like the hot topic harley quinn but like other than that and, and i think she looked better in the last one anyway she did. Like, yeah, they they so just cool. give the characters their costumes. Like, yeah, this is what they look like. like they don't shy away from it. They have these. They it's like colorful is, costumes, and yeah. I mean, I'm watching. I'm watching, like, in the thing, like, it, it popped out to me, and it, you know, uh, in that scene when Judo Master escapes, and John Cena goes into the parking lot to confront him. Broad daylight. Broad daylight. <laughs> yeah. And he's wearing this garish 
red beige costume with it's, it's purple red, gloves that look like blue, the Undertaker. Right? It's red. Yeah, it's uh, red, white, and blue. Oh yeah, yeah, red, yeah, white, and blue. Yeah, <laughs> he got them blue dishwasher gloves on, yeah. <laughs> like the Undertaker used to wear. And, then, and like, just, Judo Master looks like a frog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Judo Master, and they're doing this thing in in broad daylight, and I just I, I respect and I love how they just lean into the absurdity of it all. I agree. And and the thing is, like you know, because I, I was watching that scene, and I was like, man, if this would have come out in the eighties, yeah, in the nineties. Those costumes would have been spandex. Yeah. And it would have looked like uh, objectively worse. Yeah. Than, than how it's looking now. Like the costuming in these movies and these superhero shows has gotten so good over the years where it's like, look, we can lean in and make these guys look how they do. Yeah. We have to just use, we have to be, you know, cognizant and more aware of the materials, the materials. that we're the, putting them in. Like I, I was really, and I've met, made it known that I'm not a fan of the Zack Snyder costuming where it's like everything is like armor with like lines and wires everywhere. I think it looks awful. Uh, It's like, to me, that's like the equivalent of the Michael Bay Transformers. Yeah. It's too busy. Where it's, yeah. It's like when, you know, when Michael Bay did Transformers, you're just like, what the fuck am I looking at? It's just nonsense. It's just a whole bunch of metal that I really can't even take the full form and shape of. And then, you know, like the, you know, Justice League stuff, it's like, it's just a bunch of angles and lines and why what's happening here. But here, and even like with Superman's suit, it's just like has this crazy texture, but like, why, why, yeah. what, what am I looking at? But like you said, like here, they just made it it's like, nice. It's like, it's just like thick cloth with yeah. like just very clean comic book lines. It looks lines, like, a, yep. it looks like when you draw this shit in a comic book, they need to make it look cool, but simple. Cause you have to draw it over and over and over again. And they pulled it off. Who? I mean, shout out to the costume design yeah. team, and you know, and, and 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 James Gunn. Obviously, he has a big say in that too. But like, it looks great. Yeah, it looks really. It looks fantastic. And it's so funny because I never think about costuming yeah. <laughs> or like the costume department when I when I see these shows. But for this, I just and again because they 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 shoot all this in in the daylight. Yeah. Because like back in the day, they used to you know they they would do all this stuff at at night or they darken the you know the color on the screen to make it to try to hide what the actor really looked like in the because, suit. Because and they don't do that anymore. The only alternative was like uh uh Adam West Batman, the old Spider-Man live action, Hulk live action. Like that was the alternative which looked hokey. But there were but even there, like I love the 67 Batman. Um like I grew up watching it. I still love it. I still think it's great. And when I look at it, like, yes, it's, it's uh, over the top cause it's campy, but I think everything looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Like even when I watch it now, I'm like, it all looks good. Like it, the, the design of everybody's costume is good. And it looks like everybody's just it, at, a, it's at a, at a Halloween party with yeah, really good costumes. Like, I mean, with really good <laughs> costumes. It looks good. Yeah. It looks good to me. Um, even when I watch, like, uh, I put on the, uh, the Lou Ferrigno Hulk the other day, I'm like, this looks pretty good too. You know why? You know because I mean? like, he's just a jacked up individual and they painted him green. Paint them, paint the <laughs> motherfucker green. It. He just g- take some steroids and let's paint you put green. A, put on, put on, <laughs> and that's, put and that's on these, uh, these cut up ratty, uh, jean shorts and, uh, yeah, yeah let's go to town. There we go. Here's some purple pants and let's <laughs> make, just it make it happen. And yeah. I, and, and so like. Like what you're talking about in in this peacemaker show, everybody's costume is just what it is. They're not. It's not dark and gritty. the The actions are dark and gritty, but like, yeah, they're just like these are comic book characters, and they're 
one of the funniest scenes in this show, I was laughing. It was just a throwaway moment, but like John Cena's in his trailer. He's dancing and he's singing to, I think it might've been Cinderella or something like that. I don't remember. And, uh, the band, not the movie. <laughs> and he, he takes out, he, he had captured that butterfly, which at the end of the last episode, we saw a butterfly oh, yeah. and then come out of the man's face after they, they shot him. Yeah. And, and then it cuts. We don't know what happens to it. But it, in this earlier, he tells the, you know, the squad that he killed it. But then we come to find out that he captured it in a jar, uh, which is funny. Like, like a and kid would do. Like a Literally kid would do. Literally this butterfly or whatever and just put it in this jar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then we come to find out he's got it in his apartment. He takes it out. The butterflies, the alien butterflies in there. And like eagerly is trying to fuck with it. <laughs> yeah. And eagerly they, attacks it. Like, oh, <laughs> eagerly thinks it's food. In the jar. <laughs> Yeah, and he, John Cena's like, stop, stop. And then so John Cena's drinking and he's smoking weed and he blows a fucking bong hit into the it's, into the it's, <laughs> into the yeah. butterfly and gets it high. <laughs> and then there's this really sweet moment. And again, we talked about this last episode. Like James Gunn has this strength about very sweet, uh, endearing CGI characters like Groot and Rocket and uh, the, the, and yeah, the, the I just rewatched Suicide Squad. The rat. That rat catcher has the, the one that's exactly, trying to get exactly. uh, eat his elbow's attention all the time. Yeah, exactly. He he, he <clears throat> it's a, it's a winning formula and it's his thing and it it works very well. He does it. now. He's done. He's doing it in every movie. It's great. Um, this is John Cena's laying on the floor now and he's crying, and then you see eagerly like so. It's a top shot of John Cena like yeah, bird's eye view. Ironically, like, dealing yeah. with eagerly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. From like like the chest up, and he's he's crying and then you see like eagerly come into frame and like nuzzle him. And then you see the jar roll over Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the butterfly is like coming over to comfort him too. It's great. It was, yeah. Great. So those butterflies I'm thinking are not the, uh, the threats that Amanda Waller has led us to believe. Well, and, and big reveal, huge spoiler for the episode. Myrn, the, the head of this little group, we cut to him. I, I knew end. it immediately too. I'm like, me, me yeah. too. Me too. We cut to him and he's sitting on the couch watching TV and he's on the phone watching with, Lethal Weapon, not just watching TV, watching, watching Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Lethal watching Weapon Lethal Weapon. And I'm like, okay, this yeah. brother's got okay. I love that movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's what? Because <laughs> you hear Chris Tucker in the background and um, he hangs up the phone with Adebayo. And he picks up a bowl of honey and his long butterfly tongue comes yeah. out or mouth comes out and eats it. So he, he's, he's a, butterfly, a butterfly, but he's trying to kill the other butterflies for some reason. So I'm excited to. Yeah, maybe there's whoa. factions of butterflies. Maybe there are some right. that are there for, uh, you know, altruistic reasons. And then maybe there's like this renegade group out there. I don't know, right. but it's, it's interesting. And it's like yeah. good cliffhanger. I'll tell you that. And, and, and what I didn't want with this show, I think one of the reasons I, I kind of balked at it bef before it came out. I was like, I don't want to watch like a pro-America government show. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to see that show. And that's what I thought this was going oh, to be. I, I knew that wasn't going to be the case. One, because James Gunn is attached to this and he doesn't do that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> thankfully, they're not doing that shit yeah. at all because it's, it's just about aliens. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love how they did how they, the Suicide Squad, which is supposed to be like this. And now, admittedly, this is not the Suicide Squad, but it's an offshoot. How they're yeah. using these 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 operatives, not for toppling governments and other kind of threats, but for alien type shit. Yeah, you know yeah. it was you know these uh, people with like Starro in the Suicide Squad, and now here we've got these butterflies, which are you know these alien type things. I just I find that funny, you know. Yeah, 
Me too. Me too. I, yeah, it's, it's like they just can't. They're not. All of the characters in the Suicide Squad and now this as an offshoot, they're they're losers. Yeah. <laughs> they're just yeah. Like, that's why like John Cena gets so pissed off when people bring up Batman because he's like the most regarded like him and Superman. Like they're the ones <laughs> like so you're constantly compared to like the favorite. But you're you're doing you're ju- you're just taking out the garbage of the building that you know, Batman and Superman are, yeah. are living in the penthouse of like, that's the the difference of that's a good yeah. analogy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he just wants his respect too. You know, it just, it just, it, give me, give me my shine, man. Give me my fucking yeah. shine. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good. Great show, man. Great show. Uh, so I know it's getting a little late, but there is one other movie I wanted to just briefly discuss with you, mostly just to kind of put it on your radar. So remember that movie, nobody, Oh yeah, it's I just saw it. it's on HBO. Yeah, now. so I yeah, yeah. Yes, last night I saw that it was on HBO Max. Oh, I'm going to bring up a movie too, I forgot. And I was like, "Oh shit. Been wanting to see this." I remember talking about it uh like last year. I think it was last year. Or maybe 2020, I don't fucking know. But like yeah. but when it came out, I was like, "Oh, I really want to see." Yeah, it was last year because I was thinking about seeing yeah. it in the theater. But I was like, ah, "I don't know." And I never did. So I was glad to see that it's on HBO Max now. And uh the movie's fucking awesome, man. If you okay. haven't seen it, well, you haven't seen it. It's and I and I, and I knew that it was going to be good because it got good reviews. It is so good, and oh, Bob shit. Odenkirk is so fucking amazing. Which He's which honestly He's... isn't a surprise. We we watched Better no. Call Saul, and we've seen yeah. Breaking Bad, but to see him in this role as this you know uh, former. Uh, black ops wet work agent who's now living this domesticated suburban life and then gets thrown back into the shit. He's not, obviously, it's like, you know, stunt casting or whatever. He's not the type of actor you would think would be in this, but he handles it spectacularly. And and it's funny, too, because like one of the, look, the movie's great, but the, one of the, the, the thing that surprised me was that you haven't seen the trailer, I just assume that, okay, this is John Wick with an older, I mean, well, Keanu Reeves is older too, but with a, a, a comedian in the role of John. Right. <clears throat> and I, and again, just based off the trailer that I saw, they kind of frame it as that. Like it's, you know, John Wick actually done, like some of the filmmakers who, who made Nobody were also involved in the John Wick franchise. I forget who, I don't know if it's a writer or maybe one of the directors mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's not, it's not John Wick. And I was and I and I watching it, I I was pleasantly surprised that it definitely goes its own way. Um, okay. And and I, I have a couple notes here. I actually wrote notes about this. Um, because the biggest thing was that so in, in John Wick, Keanu, like he's a victim of circumstance. Well, he's a victim, right? Like he's a guy who got out of the game to be with his woman. Uh, right. she passes, he gets the dog, and he's just living his life, doesn't want any part of his old life god i love those john wick movies man yeah me too and so so, yeah. so he gets into it uh reluctantly like he doesn't want to have right. to go back into the game but they attack him they kill his dog and he's like okay you wanted me I- i'm back motherfuckers and he wants to get his revenge nobody is not that it's not that at all this is a guy who was like a john wick Wait, don't don't spoil anything for me though should, should we wait? Let, let me okay, watch okay, it. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. N- next week, next week we'll do nobody. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I w- yeah, I will say it's yeah, it's great. Please check it out. 
Okay, and, okay. And it's so, a, and last uh, thing, because I know, you know, obviously, yeah, it is, we always talk about this, it is a tight hour, 30 minutes. A very tight hour, 30 minutes, in, out, boom. That's what I like yeah. to hear. That's what I like to hear. Okay, so I will watch that uh, this weekend or before next week. You have to watch a movie because it's it's it would it's it's similar to it's it's not that but it's similar to a movie called The Guest. I've seen The Guest. Yeah, the with the army guy. Um, no, you must be thinking of something different. Is the army guy comes back to a small town? Uh, that sounds familiar. But, it, but, but I mean, it's yeah, I, I, yeah. it's a familiar, it's yeah, a familiar yeah, premise. Yeah. It's True. not like a wild premise. Um, no, you would know. It, it's 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 relatively new. It's a lower budget. I'm pretty sure I saw that. Like he comes back. Uh, is he? He's like, and he knows the family of one of the guys that he served with, right? Like he's right. a friend or whatever. Like yes. I knew your brother, and yeah, yes. yeah. I, I, oh, you did see yeah, it. I know it. I know what I'm talking about, dog. Okay, okay. I just saw the movie. It's great uh, yeah I, I enjoyed it it's, i enjoyed it I, it was a lot great i forget when i saw it it was a couple of years ago probably more yeah. than that but no it was good yeah, it's a few yeah. years old yeah it's great i i a, a friend of mine he told me to watch it so i was like all right fine and uh, i was in the mood for i didn't know what it, he just said he just said the title i was like fine i'll check it out and um yeah it's great it's uh like you said it's a soldier you come to find he's a black op soldier comes to a small town he knows his the brother, this family whose brother he was he served uh, with. stationed with, he served with. And um, you come to find out he was like a part of like an experimental, like a super soldier type thing, black ops. He escaped. They tried to kill him. They thought he was dead. He's alive. Um, but he like is with his friend's family. And uh, he's just basically like killing everybody who gives them shit. <laughs> and then, um, you know, the the government comes for him and he, Kills all them too. It's great. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, so much fun. Came out in 2014. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I highly recommend it. It's very surface level. There's not a lot going on, but it, it's it's a good time. Yeah, he, I recommend it. Yeah, directed by Adam Wingard. He's a good director. He's right. the guy that did. You ever do? Have you ever seen Your Next? Yeah. Yeah, he directed that. Yeah. Uh, the Blair Witch reboot. Never saw that. Dev note. It's not. It's not bad. The Blair Witch reboot isn't bad. Um, it's not. It's not great or anything. Yeah. But there was one moment that I. It, it actually shocked me and it blew me away and it's great. There's a part where. Um, they're in the woods, obviously, and um, what they're in the woods in Blair Witch. I know. Oh, I know. It's shit. weird. I know. It's weird. They're in the woods and they're they're finding all the you know stick um, talismans and symbols everywhere, and. Uh, I can't remember if it's the girl or the guy picks one up and they're freaking out like, God, fuck all this shit. And they break it in half. And then the person next to them fucking snaps in half. Oh, shit. And it was unreal. It was so shocking and satisfying. Uh, it was really, really good. But the movie itself is fine. It's not bad. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's whatever. Yeah. He also directed uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, is that right? That was his last one. I, I, I love your next, uh, that that's the uh, the wedding one, right? The, no, no. Uh, it's similar though. Your next is the one where this family's getting together for like a uh -huh. family dinner, or whatever the fuck. And like the yeah. you know all the kids are coming into the house, 
And one of the sons has this fiance from Australia. And so it's her, it's her first time meeting the family. But then it, 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 the poster has the, these invaders come in. They got the these pig, sheet masks right? on or like animal masks. Okay. Okay. I'm going to check it out. Don't tell me. And Don't they're invading me. the house. Oh, man. It's so fucking Okay. Good. Okay. What's the what's the one with the bride? The yeah, uh, that is very similar to your next. Uh, fuck, I like it too. Um, I'm trying to. Think. That movie's that movie's great. Um, yeah, what was that called? Samara Weaving was in it. Uh, Aiden Smith's yeah uh, niece, I think. Ready or not? Right? Ready or not? Ready or not? That's I love a great that. Movie. So if you like Ready That's... or Not, I mean. Your next is very okay, similar. I'm gonna check out your next. I'll check out your next. Yeah, tonight. I love both those movies. Um, yeah, Radio. I saw Radio Not a few months back, and I was like, "This is one of the most fun times I've had watching a movie in a long time." It's just so fucking fun and wild and insane. I highly recommend that. All right, then. Yeah, you're gonna love your next. Your next is Radio right, Not without the uh, devil supernatural element. You know, okay. It's a very like okay. your next is a is a very uh it's a it's a brutal dark comedy. Is how I'll okay. describe it. That's 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 one of my favorite yeah. genres. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. It's good, man. All right, well, there you go, guys. Bunch of recommendations. You got uh, Peacemaker. You've got the guest. Nobody ready or not. Your next. Your next. Yeah. yeah, good stuff all around. Definitely yeah. check out Nobody. Yeah, because I. I, you know, you know me. I never write notes for when we record, yeah. but I, I saw nobody. Yeah. I, I wrote down a whole bunch of shit. But yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'll, okay. I'll wait until you uh, have a chance to watch it. Okay, next week. Next week we're gonna do uh, nobody. Yeah. And everybody, listen. If you, have, uh, yeah, if you got HBO Max, I recommend it. You know, give it a watch. It's really, really good. And hey, lastly, if uh, if we're gonna close out, big news. This episode is episode number 52, which means we have done a year's worth of weekly episodes. If we were to have done them every week, we hit our one year right Wait now, a minute, today. wait a minute. This is 52? 52. We did, what happened to episode 50? Which one was that? Was that the one with uh, <laughs> with Jesse? No, uh, that was... Yes. That was episode 50? Oh, I man. We so. should, oh, I, I didn't even realize. I would have made that a bigger deal. Well, it was a big deal. It was, it was Jesse's well, birthday. Yes, yes, and he yeah. was on. We, that was that was oh, a big Jesse, deal. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. It was, of course, it was a big deal. But I, <laughs> I had no idea. I don't think Jesse does know what you mean. Why don't you explain it to him? I love you, Jesse. I, you being on the on the show was obviously a big deal, far bigger than the fact that we hit fifty episodes in the span of about five years. <laughs> no, but t- t- today is our fifty-second episode. Uh, so what we started. And I think 2016, right? Uh, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. 2016, yeah. yeah. December 4th, 2016, the day after my birthday. And uh, here we are, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, <laughs> See, six I, years later. I, technically five, five, technically okay, five okay. years okay. later. Five years later, because we started at the wow. end. Five years, we've done one year's <laughs> worth of episodes. <laughs> we're, like, we're like some planet out in some other uh, distant galaxy. Whereas yeah. like we're, we're we're like Pluto, like who's like only orbited the sun like one time in a yeah. billion years or whatever yeah, the fuck it yeah. is. We're, yeah, 
Yeah, but hey, we did it, man. You got we the did intergalactic it. Years worth of episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, congrats, uh, man. I guess that's it. Yeah, congrats to you too, yeah. brother. It's been it's amazing. Been, it's it's, my it's most, been a good run. Most fun thing I do. It has been a good run. And I could say it's the most fun I've had doing a podcast. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because, you know, honestly, it's just me and you talking. <laughs> it's just the shit we exactly. do anyway. <laughs> this is basically us just on the phone catching up, except we just record it and put it out into the universe. Yeah, and I love it. And sometimes we invite friends to do it too. It's yeah, great. Yeah, sometimes we have a three-way phone call. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for all you guys that are listening and uh, give well wishes and, and enjoy what we're doing. I appreciate yes. that. We yeah, appreciate same that. Here. Want to give a shout out, you know, so, so Conrad, uh, he, he sent me a message. I think it was yesterday. Um, and what did he say? Sorry, Conrad, I'm putting you out there, but it was something that I needed to hear. What did he say? Um, Conrad, who was on, uh, episode 39, where we talk about the suicide Yeah, and he has a show, Everything Pro Wrestling. You can follow him uh, on Twitter at EPW show. But he just sent me a DM on Twitter. He said, what's up, B? Uh, wanted to say, I love and appreciate you, bro. Have a good weekend. Like, Aww. just out of the blue. You know? And I responded back good to him. Man. I was like, man, you have no idea how much that shit, how much I needed to, 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 to read that right now. So thank you, Conrad. You're a good one, bro. And uh, congrats on his bills. Uh, the bills. You, know, the, I don't, you don't follow football, do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the end of the, the playoffs are going right now, and the Bills are pretty fucking good. Okay. And they just yep. they won their game last week, so they're advancing. So, sports ball, yeah, sports ball. That's great, man. Well, congratulations to all you guys then. And uh, what is that? Yeah, it? I'm tapped. I need to take a shower. I'm still yeah. in my filth from the gym. Yeah, I am too. Earlier. Actually, I, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna take a shower and. <sighs> Yeah, get my night going. What about you? <laughs> Good, man. Yeah, I'm going to shower, um, work on a little bit of music, I think. And uh, that's All it. Right. That's it. Well, thank you for listening, guys. Um, like and subscribe on all the things. Rate and review on iTunes. Uh, and do that. You're listening, motherfuckers. Just leave a rating and a review. And uh, share it. Let people know. Uh, at Bombcast Podcast on Twitter, tpublic.com slash user slash Bombcast Podcast. We'll get like a website at some point. That's probably something we should do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Greyhouse Music, if you're interested in hearing my uh, music. Of course, they're interested. Uh, Instagram Baker. Thank you. Instagram Baker on Instagram or uh, grahambaker.com for my. Uh, Health, fitness, and martial arts stuff. And that's it. All right. I mean, I got nothing. Uh, love you, man. Love you too, brother. All right, man. Peace. All right. Peace. Bombcast.